0: Hey Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs post game show presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk free bets up to two grand. Ooh. Cubs win, fly the W, a series win in Milwaukee, two to one. The Cubs get the win off of Josh Hader. <laughs> How about that? They've won nine of fourteen. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, and hopefully joining us later, Ryan Herrera from Milwaukee, where we will all call, always call it. Either Miller Park or Wrigley North. Wrigley North. One of the two. Take your pick. Uh, Four straight series wins for the Cubs. And, Cody, go ahead. They reeled you back in. Give us the stat. The stat we've (laughs) all... Mr. (laughs) Analytics, give us the number we're all looking for. According to Fangraphs, the Cubs now have a
1: 0.2% chance of making the playoffs. So So you're saying there's a chance, baby. You're saying there's a chance. Don't let me talk
0: myself back into it. Don't let me, Luke. Don't let me do it. What was it What was it like <laughs> a week ago? 0.0000001? 0. 000 it, it had to be not great, Bob. Uh, 9 out of 14, and then against some pretty good teams. It has been fun to watch. Again, I don't want to be the buzz kill, but <laughs> that's a very small chance that they're going to the postseason. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. And they will still be trading, not buy, 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 like I just saw on Twitter. But uh, shout out to Jake. Uh, yeah, shout out to Jake. Um, but it has been fun to watch.
1: Yeah, man. Especially like, against the Brewers. Exactly. I mean, they did it against the Cardinals. Yeah. They, they should have swept the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I was just telling you, yeah, they should have swept the Brewers. The Cubs dominated this series, they dominated yesterday. They should have won. In game one, but Robertson had his worst appearance as a Cub. Just ironically had to have it then, and then but he bounces back today and gets a, and gets the save today. I again we know what's coming at the end of the month, but like the Cubs are playing well right now, so just again we I've said it the last few shows. <laughs> savor the flavor, guys. Like when the Cubs are winning, print whether whether you want the yeah yeah print the shirts, whether you <laughs> whether you want them to sell or whatever or whoever you want them to trade like. Right now, this team is showing that, hey, perhaps they're not that far away. And they got contributions out of guys today that aren't going to be traded outside of the bullpen. P.J. Higgins? Yeah. Well, Rafael Ortega. Okay, my bad. but Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Again, it's just nice. It's nice to see this team win. I wish this team had played like this for most of the season and then maybe we wouldn't be talking about trading all these guys but either way it's it's fun to talk about a winner especially when they beat Milwaukee and this Milwaukee team like it, they're doing exactly what i said i was wrong about 87 wins luke but i'm not wrong about Milwaukee they Broads. might they, they 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 might they might still win this division because the wow. cardinals aren't that great either but that team is being carried by their pitching and that's it christian yellich is not good anymore. Rafael Ortega is having a better season than Christian Yelich. That's not even like trolling. That's a fact. It's a straight up fact. Okay. And after that, like, sure, Teles. He he has power, and they have guys across the lineup that you've never heard of that will get that'll get big hits every now and then. But they have no consistency in that lineup. They just don't. I, yeah, they might win the division. They're going to make the playoffs, especially with the expanded playoffs. But that that team, unless unless they get a few guys on offense that get hot in October, that team is not winning the World Series. I'm sorry. No. They're doing exactly what I said they would. They will be carried by their pitching staff, and we've already seen injuries kind of derail them. They, were, they struggled a little bit in June. They had a, a pretty lengthy losing streak. And a, lot, a large part of their struggles is the fact that their offense just is not good. Straight up. It isn't. So... You want to take any solace in the season? Just knowing that Milwaukee, while having 2, 3 of the best pitchers in the National League at the very least, and they're still, you know, perhaps just, you know, just a playoff team and that's it. At least know that hey, when the Cubs were ready to win, they they did. And the Brewers, they don't have any World Series. And they don't look like a team that's going to win one this year either. So, it feels good to say. And it feels good to beat Josh Hader. Man, that guy's been dominating <laughs> You know, he upped his velocity this year. Dude was throwing like 94, 95 for most of his career. Somehow this year he's pumping 97 on a consistent basis. I don't know what he's taking. I'm not saying he's taking anything, but whatever they did to him, he freaking did. He's, he's just even better. He's ha- he's having one of the best years of his career. And to see the Cubs actually beat him twice in this series, they should have, again, they should have swept this series. To see to see them score off him twice in the series – it makes me smile in a big way. I don't care if the Cubs are bad. I don't. But, like, just the little things they did this this series to win it is just, it just gives me some some hope and some, some optimism about the future.
0: I agree 100%, and we said it before the season, pretenders, not contenders. Like, the Brewers will probably get into the postseason by default, and that's why we wanted the Cubs to add a couple more players because none of the teams in the division are real World Series contenders. Let's face it; like it's a winnable division. Right. Not this year for the Cubs. It's not, but it could have been. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, and I saw Marcus saying on the chat, uh, "Thanks for joining in." By the way, everybody, um, saying you know everybody was dogging David Ross. He believes they're playing for David Ross. I think I think a lot of these guys are playing for their careers. They're for they're sure. they're playing for themselves too. Not just not just their manager or their teammates. They're playing for major league careers. Um, Morel. Playing for his career. Ortega playing for a career. PJ Higgins playing like the three star Samson, the the, the four guys, the stars of this game are all guys trying to make major league careers. Yeah. It, like real major league careers.
1: Right. And you know, Adrian Sampson, the fact that I haven't really mentioned him yet, or we haven't really mentioned him yet, is kind of you No, know, he deserves time. Yeah. He yeah. De- he deserves a lot of credit. He deserves a lot of credit just his entire this entire season with the Cubs and the chances he's been given. Because I said it after the Cubs came back to beat the Red Sox last Friday. Yes, he got beat up a little bit in those early innings. But you know what he did? He ate you innings. He gave you a, a, a quality start in the year of our Lord 2022, which is five innings. Today, he did it again. Almost gave him six. Yeah. And he made one mistake to
0: Keston Hura. And the, the, pitch, the pitch before, to be fair, to the umpire was definitely a ball. Yeah. Yeah. It was borderline. It was but yes. very close, but it was a ball. The way that if he... it would have been the other way around and he hit the home run, the next pitch, I would have been angry. Yeah, but because it was slightly outside of the zone, you feel better about it. But again, five and two thirds, that one earned run, five strikeouts, four hits. You can't ask more of a depth guy than that. Like right. that. That's good. He's been really good since they brought him up, and you know, I don't. I don't know where the what the future holds from him he's 30 years old
1: gonna be 31 in October
0: yeah you know he's making half a million dollars yeah to me that sounds like a guy that's a nice piece to you know give him a little raise bump and bring him back and give him the same role next year or if he proves he can be more than you give him a little bit more see what he does the rest of the season and, and judge it then I don't think he's a guy that you move but just like everybody else It all depends on what the potential return is and what the interest is from other teams. Right. You know, like if you got something for him, you would probably take it. But um, it was just nice to see those guys because as we were watching Corbin Burns own the Cubs, (laughs) one guy after another, you know, and you were like, they're going to waste this outing by Sampson because it really was impressive the way he was shutting. I mean, he had a no hitter going for a little while. Right, um, it was impressive what he was doing, and I'm so glad they didn't totally waste it. Uh, a good effort from a guy that you know deserves to have something nice attached to his start. You know, yeah. Um, and then the guys that came in, you know, Morrell was close to a home run. Oh man, I thought that was a home run.
1: Yeah, especially off Hater. Saw Corey's comment. He was he was rooting for us so bad. Um, I think we all were. Hey, what? Right, let me let me start by saying with Christopher Miral and, and this, you know, you could have made this bet on points bet today. He was, they had him listed at plus one twenty to get a hit today. And if you don't lo- open up sports books and look at, you know, just at the the value or the the odds for just whoever for whatever players to get a hit, just to get a hit, like. There's no value in it ever. No value in it. It's always like you have to, to make any kind of money. You got to put two, $300 down to see that Morrell was at plus money today. Meaning you put five bucks down, you make like seven. Uh-huh. Like that's, that's like disrespectful. And the fact that the, the bats he had today, he got a hit and he, what he, he almost had a home run too, Really like, close. And he just he's continuing to have great at bats, and the whole point of why I bring that those that the the odds up of what points bet had him at today, it's kind of like it didn't make any sense on why it was like that. And he had good at bats. His first at bat against Burns, I believe he walked right, uh, you know, and then later in the game he had the triple, nearly a home run, and then he almost took had the homer against off Hater, and even though it was an out, I mean, dead center off <laughs> the best closer in baseball, I mean. He's so good that just when guys make contact off him, it's impressive. That's how good Josh Hader is. And so I take that deep fly out as something like yeah. important. And so it was yeah. a good bat. It yeah, it's a
0: good swing. I mean, yeah. you're not complaining about when you hit it all the way to the wall.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> Corbin Burns was really good. You know, I, there are frauds that as, as an organization, they are hashtag frauds. Pretenders, not contenders, but they do have some good individual players. He's obviously one of them. Twenty six whiffs. They said it uh, in the broadcast, right? Most since August eleventh, twenty twenty one, against the Cubs. Since <laughs> Burns had thirty against the <laughs> Cubs. Yeah. yeah, that's why it just seems so unlikely that they were coming back. You know, we had we had the anger podcast all ready to go. Yeah, we had the we had the anger mopey. We don't want to be here podcast ready to go. We wanted the the chat was going to start saying Ross did this. Yep, yep. Why, why is this? Yep. I, instead, we can talk about how VR wasn't there. Hayward wasn't playing and the Cubs have won four straight series.
1: Right. Hey,
0: maybe no coincidence, by the way. Right. I, I'm just saying like maybe no coincidence. I mean,
1: yeah, we can. I could sit here and complain some more about how they should have be, how they should have swept the Red Sox and again, how they should have, swept the Brewers because they should have won game one of this series. And because of not getting enough timely hitting and, and you know, maybe a few moves here and there related to the bullpen, perhaps, maybe you can, you can you know, we could have sat here and complained about David Ross. But today, I mean, it was just Corbin Burns came out and shoved. And then, like I said at the beginning of the show, the Brewers, they just do not have any kind of consistent offense. That team is relying on Christian Yelich to get back to even half the form that he was in 2018, 2019. And he just isn't. He was almost an eight war player in 2018. He's Which like, is incredible. Right. Like you they're not even gonna get half of that. <laughs> not even half that. He's like last I checked, he was like a one point three or one point four war right now. And this is fangrafts, uh Corey, so you don't have to yell at me. But like he again, he's not even like giving them the offensive production for them to even want to put him in the middle of the lineup they're batting him leadoff. now he still gets on bases on so he is it's not like he's you know completely worthless or anything like that but again 2018 2019 this guy was hitting over 30 bombs he's 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 nowhere he's not even on pace for that this year he just he just doesn't have that anymore um, and I'd like to give you Darvish a lot of credit to that. And Corey you, says, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. curse of you Darvish lives forever. You hate to see
1: it. You absolutely hate to see it. So that again, now if Christian Yelich finds a way and gets red hot in the second half of the season, then yeah, I'm going to look like a moron. But he, this has been two and a half years of this. He, he does not, he is not the same player. Is he a bad player? No, but he is not the MVP, uh, all-star caliber player anymore. He just isn't. So because their team is built around him to be good, they're going to have a lot of inconsistencies on offense. Again, they will have games where that offense explodes. But they also have games like this where they go up against a guy like Adrian Sampson and can't get anything. And nothing against Adrian Sampson. Like you said, though, he's a good depth guy. He's someone who can go out there and eat some innings for you. But it's not like, we, it's not like the Cubs threw out like, the next coming yeah. of, of a Corbin Burns or anything out there. This Brewers team, their offense just, again, if I'm a Brewers fan, I'm worried about this team, not necessarily in the regular season, but in the postseason because they just do not get the offense. And we've seen in from recent World Series winners, offense is at the end of the day is what has really put those teams over the top to win. They really are. You Obviously, you need the pitching to get there. But, like, if you don't have any kind of consistent offense – it's going to be tough. And that the Brewers' offense these days kind of reminds me a lot of the 2018-2019 Cubs where it's home run or bust. You're not getting guys on base. You're not doing the little things to manufacture runs when you absolutely need to. I mean, the Brewers, they had Givens on the ropes. They had a guy on third with one out in the eighth inning. And Willie Adamas pops one up to Rivas. Yeah, he I mean, was angry. He was yeah. angry. So it's, it's little things like that that I see a lot from the Brewers over a long span of time now where it's like they are so home runner bust that it, it comes down to like putting so much pressure on their pitching to be perfect that at the end of the year, it just feels like they're not going to be able to get over that hump. So they probably should be looking for a bat at the deadline. May I interest you into Rafael Ortega? Feel <laughs> no. free to send Corbin Burns back for. They
0: me. <laughs> they already have him. Uh, Mr. Pelicki says Brewers gave two hundred million to a Walmart version of Rafael Ortega. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. But that really that signing is what is so dangerous about depending on free agency to build your team. That's that's what's driven so many teams. You know, there's a risk factor in building through tearing it down and grabbing prospects because if you don't get the right prospects or prospects get hurt or prospects are prospects, not major league players, there's the danger in that. The other side of it is it's dangerous to just go throw money at the team like the Cubs used to do back in the day, sign guys. And the real danger is signing guys for what they have done right? as opposed to what you're predicting they will do, which of course was Theo's theory of you only sign guys in a certain timeline And, you know, that's been skewed, too, because Jason Hayward fit perfectly into that plan. They gave a lot of money to a guy who was heading into his prime. Rarely do you see a player going into his prime like that become available. They gave him the money for that reason. That's why he was their guy, and it didn't work. Right. Lester worked. Yeah. You know, obviously, Lester was a different situation, and it worked out perfectly. The Brewers went for Christian Yelich, who— when he left Miami, my point with the Hayward deal early on was they could have had prime Christian Yelich. They picked the wrong guy. Christian Yelich was available from the Marlins, and I was like, I was salivating over the fact that the Cubs could get their hands on Yelich. Now, maybe that contract doesn't look nearly as bad as Hayward's, but it's still the risk factor of rewarding a guy that's maybe... You know, for what he's done now, I I think Yelich was a similar deal personally to Hayward. He had done some, but he wasn't in his prime yet. Why is he not the player he was? Maybe it's you, Darvish. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they were banging on trash cans, or maybe it's just baseball. You yeah. know, I don't know what the reason is. Right. But he is not the same player that he was. Uh, he is not an eight. He is not an eight war guy. No, no. Um. So. Again, when you go to free agency now, and you do put out those checks that everybody's talking about, sign this guy, sign this guy. Be careful what you ask for, because the wrong signings can really hamstring uh, an organization if you make bad decisions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, like, that's why a lot of people would lean more towards Correa, a little bit younger. younger At least yep. you're you're probably you know s- setting yourself up for more good years than you would than for Turner or Bogarts considering they're a few years older but that that again that's the risk you take and when the Cubs have the resources that they have they, they, they it shouldn't it, it shouldn't stop oh, it shouldn't them. stop
0: them from doing it. I'm just saying they have to make the right decision when they get there they've got to pick the right guy out of the, out of the group right. and the other thing that's adjusted since the days of Hayward's deal and Yelich's deal and Theo, his theory when he first got to the Cubs. The other thing that we've seen change is what we talked about before the season, the Correa deal. Guys willing to bet on themselves big. They want one big contract with some options to get in and out of the deal, Mm -hmm. but it also allows the team not to be stuck for six years with that albatross of a contract. So there's risk on both sides, but as an organization, I'm a little more into Thirty-five million for one season than I am for the eight-year contract for a guy, unless it's Soto, you know, right. unless it's somebody you really think is the elite of the elite. And look at Albert Pujols, like it's another example of that. But now you start to see these contracts, and maybe that will continue of guys that will go shorter and shorter deals. Um, speaking of future of the Cubs, and we're talking about, we got a couple uh, trade value. Stock Ortega's up, one, baby. Ortega's one.
1: Ortega's one, Givens is one, Chris Martin. Chris Martin got 4 outs today in his one inning. It's Big incredible. It's incredible outs. to get 4 outs in one inning when you only need 3. Uh if you know, you know, as in he struck someone out and the ball got past Higgins and he ran to first. Still goes in the into the box score as a strikeout, I'm pretty sure though. Uh but then yeah, Givens, Robertson gets the save. No didn't struggle in the ninth inning today. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Those guys, I don't know what they're going to get the Cubs. But, again, the the better they keep pitching and the more these teams that are in contention get more desperate, I'm just saying you might be able to land yourself a top 10 prospect in a system. Now, I don't know about in baseball, but in a system at least.
0: We'll see. Speaking of, we got the Futures game coming up, and that'll be something to watch. I thought I saw in the chat that somebody said, PCA already going to the futures? I thought that was going to be announced tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I thought it was being uh, announced tomorrow. I'm not actually sure. I wouldn't be surprised though if PCA is going. They announced like eight guys, but PCA wasn't He'd on. He'd be now. the
0: most likely, I would think. Yeah, for Right?
1: The, at least for the Cubs, Yeah, I mean, and he's having a great season too, like it would make sense if if mm, PCA was one to of the Trying to think who it
0: was. Thought I saw it earlier in the Got show. I think it was comments. Shane, I think it was Shane Newbanks.
1: Was it? crap. NCAA to play in the futures game. Shane, is that Shane something Newbank. you
0: just read cuz we th- were thinking maybe it was tomorrow that was announced. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. again, if that happens, I mean that's uh It must have just
1: been announced cuz Jacks also he also said at the beginning.
0: Yeah, I'm all in on watching that. Yeah. And Absolutely. that is I I will uh give credit to marquee for broadcasting some of the minor league games because it's become interesting, you know? Yeah. There's not a game on, it's something else to watch.
2: Friday, there's three on at the same time. And we're doing it like a red zone, where red zone. We're all going to be on the same screen.
0: And you're just going to bounce when guys you want to see are coming up. Basically, nice, <laughs> yeah. interesting. All I'm right. looking forward to that.
2: Road to
1: Wrigley.
0: Road to Wrigley. Right,
1: got gotcha. you. Well, that'll be fun to check those out. Yeah, especially since the Cubs are going to be playing at 9 p.m. We'll be here.
0: No Friday, we're doing <laughs> Friday it remotely. we will be but, remote, but Thursday, uh, will be here. yeah, we'll be here tomorrow night. <laughs> I got I got some ideas for tomorrow night. Things that I might be working on. Ice Cream Social might be one of them. When uh, we get
1: here and whenever, you know, we get halfway through. Yeah.
0: So, good game, obviously. Nice to beat the Brewers. Nice to win four straight series. Um, and I like Kurt's question. Higgins, a legit piece of the future question mark. Let's get to that after, Cody. You tell us how your bets did.
1: All right. Well, uh, I took no run first inning today. That was the the easiest non-sweat of my life. Um. I also had Ian have to get a hit. He did not get a hit. He came close. He almost took Burns deep, but he flew out. Uh, But anyway, made those bets on PointsBet. I tell everyone every show, you know, it's my favorite app. I wake up, uh, look over at my bedside, grab my phone, open PointsBet up every day because it's my favorite app. Uh, It's also the best way to support CHGO, Luke. And uh, when you use code CHGO, when you sign up, you get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at points bet. Like the one you have on today. Exactly. You can get this shirt. You can read Ryan's and Jared and Brennan's content. That's right. And gamble on the Cubs or against the Cubs for 50 bucks. Like it's, 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 oh, I'm mind blown thinking about it guys. <laughs> uh, if you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at all. com and we'll help you out. You're home for live in play. Betting just got even better. See an edge in the game. You are watching is your favorite team prime for a comeback. Anyone live bet the Cubs down one to nothing today. Cause if you did you got proud to be some, some, some plus money there. Cheddar. Yeah. So Cheddar uh, Wednesday. don't just don't just watch the game like I did because I didn't live about the Cubs. Don't just watch the game. Bet along with it live. More live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash outs. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the live action all game long. Download the Points Bet app right now and use promo code CHGO. So what are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services.
0: Hey, want to start your day with a competitive edge? Strava CBD Coffee is a game changer. It's helped thousands of people improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh-roasted specialty coffee infused with organic broad-spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp does not make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you feeling alert and focused without the jitters living your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy a more restful sleep so you wake up feeling your best. And the best part, Strava is all about quality. Small batch, fresh and shipped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effect of benefits. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase using the code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com. When you use the code CHGO25 at checkout, discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only, one use per customer. And if you already love Strava like Cody, subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. You're in control. Save on your favorite coffees. Have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule.
1: I do love Strava and I did start my day with Strava today. So PJ Higgins might've been taking some Strava.
0: Yes. So that was a good, that was a good question in the chat as we were going to the reads was, you know, is he a legit piece of the future? Gregory quickly, Matthew Gregory responding quickly. Higgins is 29. But I think the chat is right in a lot of places here. Uh, You know, I agree with Tom, I agree with Katie, like he brings good vibes, all all those things. And I do think while he might not be your catcher of the future on the next great Cubs team, I think that's a stretch. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean he couldn't be your developing into your cheap veteran catcher or your second catcher or your guy until Miguel Amaya is ready. Or how about how about stopgap guy? Perhaps. A guy who can play first base for you. Could be a guy that can play first base, too. He's, he's a really athletic guy yeah. who is very talented defensively at multiple positions. So I, that is a possibility. Right. I don't know if he's going to give you enough offensively, but again, he could be another one of those Ben Zobris-type guys at unusual positions. right? Yeah. It does not hurt to have a catcher who can play first base and somewhere else as well. Right. And we do believe that a lot of teams are going to start going with catchers that are better defensively, too. So, like, there's some things to think about moving forward. It's not, let's put it this way, it's not a bad thing that he's playing well.
1: Right. And, yo, know, I said you could play first base. Well, I'm not saying he should be your starting first baseman for 500-plus at-bats. I'm not saying that. Or but that
0: they should not re-sign Wilson Contreras. We still yeah. believe that, too. I just think he's a very
1: solid depth piece on a team. If he was a little bit younger, yeah, I, I might say you know he should be. It, I probably maybe I wouldn't be so upset if about Contreras potentially getting traded, you know. But he's twenty nine. Yeah, it is what it is. Swarmer, same yeah, same, same story. Thing with Swarmer, yeah. Uh,
0: Sampson, same story. Higgins, yeah, yeah. same story. Like wisdom. You got like four guys. Schwindel, you four yeah. or five guys that all kind of fit in the same. Hey, might be playing well, but I don't know if they're part of the next great team unless you spend a ton of money. Right.
1: The difference between Higgins and Schwarmer and, you know, maybe a few other guys is like they're in the Cubs' system. Like at least they were able to develop those guys a little bit to have them come up and be productive yeah. players. Um, so that's that's especially because it's not like they were highly tied prospects. Like and I will say that I am very surprised to see the offense that we've seen from PJ Higgins. Uh, this year. I mean, we talked about a few shows ago. Now he's well over 70 plate appearances. Last time we talked, I think he had like 67 plate appearances and was, was you know, had great numbers. Uh, he added to that today. I, to me, PJ Higgins, again, very solid, uh, can start a few days a week at, for catch at catcher for um, you. You've mentioned the defense and he can also play first on any given day too. So, It's good to have guys like that, but to me, again, yeah, he's not going to play every single day. He's just –
0: he's a good bench guy. Yeah, which is okay. Not everybody that comes up – and, again, this goes back to even morale. We're not putting a ceiling on him, but it's like all of those guys, not everybody's going to be an all-star. Right. But you still need to fill out the roster, and you need some guys to develop into stars, Mm -hmm. obviously. Right. Now, you think that some of those will be coming from the farm system still and then hopefully added through free agency, but can I? it doesn't hurt to have guys like Higgins, Samson, right. all, all these guys within your organization.
1: Can I tinfoil hat you for a second? Yes. Okay, so Higgins gets the game-winning hit today, right? Off Josh Hader. Now, he took that pitch to the opposite field, out to right field, and I just – my tinfoil hat theory here is that he did something that Cubs hitting coaches have probably tried preaching in the past, and some of the old core didn't want to listen to that. That's
0: right. Um, Who have we seen do it this year? Horner. Horner. For sure. Suzuki. Suzuki. For sure. We've already seen Morell do it a little bit. Higgins, Morell. I I once saw Madrigal do it. <laughs> Yeah. Right, I, I can I can picture it in my head. Right, but we've just seen it a lot more this season. Right, at least it feels that, and that way.
1: And I'm not sitting here arguing no. if if it no, was no, no, good no. Yeah. to keep or, or 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 to not keep Bryant, Rizzo, by Schwarber. It, that's not what I'm arguing here. I'm just I'm saying that whenever the Cubs have a bad game uh, and strike out a ton, remember a game like this where offense was it was hard to come by, but you got a big hit off one of the best closers in the game. And I feel like the hitting coach played a part in this one because, and that's not to take any credit away from Higgins, but again, he took that pitch exactly where he wanted to take the way he swung at it. It, he took it exactly where he wanted. And I think that there's some credit there that goes to the hitting coach for that. So um that's just me. I, I, I could be completely off, uh, but again, we saw we've seen so many times where, especially during the the golden era as we call it, where the Cubs would be in a big situation like that and they would strike out or they pop out something like that because they were trying too hard. And Higgins, he just kind of did. He did he did less or he did more with less there in in, my, in that at bat. So you just like to you like to see guys, you know take advantage in those moments and and good for him. That's probably like a career moment that he's never going to forget. He just got the game winning hit off Josh Hader of all guys. It's a great, great, great to see.
0: Yeah. And even like for, you talk about for Samson, we were discussing, you know, he's 30, he's going to be 31. He's done a nice job. Maybe he can hang around the big leagues a little bit longer. It doesn't hurt to make $500,000 a year playing like good for him. (laughs) I'm happy for him. Like that's awesome. Uh, Some interesting stuff on the chat. Let's see who's on here. Jack says Stephen Cody Higgins equals Miguel Montero, <laughs> uh, although Miguel Montero had a more of a big league career yeah. when he came to the Cubs than PJ Higgins. You like, think we could way, be, way more accomplished? You think we could beat Miguel Montero in a race today? Yeah. I could. <laughs> well, maybe not. Yeah. Nah, I still think I'd have a shot.
1: I like Dave's comment. Uh, Cubs fifteen and thirteen with Hayward on the IL and nineteen and thirty five on active roster, but leadership. <laughs> Loyalty, right? Loyalty. Yeah. Hashtag loyalty. Click that, send that to the Cubs. Um, but yeah, no, that's, uh, I hate to bring it up again, but I preached about this like a month ago. It was like, we want to see the young guys play. We want to see, like, like we knew, at that point, we knew this team was, you know, not going to be in the playoffs. Like, play the young guys, see what they can do. And what are they doing? We are won four straight series and what? Five out of the last six overall. Like, it's amazing what this team has done since they DFA Jonathan VR and Jason Hayward went to the IL. I'm just, I mean, I'm, seriously, like it's, it's fun to watch. And like that's what's frustrating to me about, about a lot of it because could have done this a lot earlier. Honestly, I mean, it's not like anyone was blocking any of these guys. They just didn't want to give up on, on VR, and they didn't want to. And they cared about loyalty to Jason Hayward. Like, who cares? Like, who cares? I, I'm never going to understand it. I don't like the Cubs could, they could call me and explain it to me in five to 10 minutes. And I'm still not going to understand it because when, in a season like this, it's like, you just want to see what you got, what you got going in the future. We already knew what we had in Jason Hayward and Jonathan Villar on a one year deal. Like, what are we doing? Even, I mean, even Simmons has played better since over, over this stretch. I mean, he had a, he, he got his first extra base hit of the, of the, of the year today. Like, and he, he, and he gives you solid defense. At least he gives you something. Like uh, I have two questions. What's that?
0: One is in the chat, and that say, uh, a couple people are asking. David's in there. Do you think uh, Higgins is the starting catcher, should be the starting catcher when Contreras is traded, assuming Gomes is still here? It's a good question.
1: Yeah, I mean, Gomes, uh, you know, Hendricks has raved a lot about him, right, in terms of, you know, just how he calls a game probably is probably a
0: – I think they share it. That's probably, my answer. Yeah, I think it's I think more it's a of a split share, it.
1: too. They're both good defensive catchers for sure. Um, also, Higgins. Gomes
0: might be traded. Nobody's saying they won't trade both guys. True.
1: I don't think anyone's going to want Gomes personally, but – I mean, because well, he,
0: he has struggled to hit.
1: Yes, in, but in but, but for weeks. the reason
0: that Kyle Hendricks loves him.
1: Yeah, we're going to trade a him like they wants- did
0: with Yu Darvish and Caratini. Uh, I don't I don't think I mean, so either I'm just saying
1: I don't think the Cubs can afford to do it because after Higgins yeah, and, and Goins, like somebody. who is there right they're not going to call up Moises Agreed. Ballesteros or however you say his name the guy who just entered the, the Cubs top 30 but he's like 18 years old like I, and Miguel Maya ain't ready like no I think they're going to roll I think they're, with I think they're too thin and there. Higgins and you know they'll probably sign another defensive minded catcher in the offseason and you know whatever but
0: so here's my other question for everybody not just you Cubs have won 9-14. of 14. They've played better with all these guys in there that we wanted to see in the lineup, right? Are you willing, to at this point, now that they've played a little bit better, they're not in last place, are you willing to cut Jed Hoyer a little bit of slack for his expectations that this team could have been Competitive, which we've ripped him for. Yeah. If Miley and Smiley were healthy. And Adbert. And Stroman. And Strowman, yeah. Like, if, if the pitchers that they had, and, and Hendricks now, like, if those pitchers were healthy and they would have played this roster more often mm-hmm. than force-feeding us a couple guys that we don't even have to mention, are you willing to at least... Are we willing to at least see how he might have thought, well, it could be competitive? I'm leaning more that way, and I was that way before the season where I said, well, if a lot of things go right, they could be competitive. Right. World Series? No, but could they be interesting? Yes. And some of these guys are showing you that, you know, Keegan, Steele, Horner, Morrell, who we didn't know about, Ortega. Like, there there are guys that are showing you. Now, again, do I think they should get a free pass? No. No.
1: Definitely But not. are
0: you willing to at least skew a little bit toward, well, they might have more on the roster than I give them credit for it? Or not? Or are we still back on, you know what, every team goes through injuries. This is garbage. And for, they knew it was going to be garbage.
1: For me, injuries can never be an excuse, and even Jed Hoyer has said that. So, I... I will start by saying that I don't think I was giving Jed Hoyer as much flack as a lot of fans were. Agreed. Agreed. I will say that I did give him a lot of flack, but not nearly as much because a lot of people are like, fire him, blah, blah, blah. What has he done since he's been here? And it's like, well, have you not seen what he's done to replenish the farm system? And, you know, there are some players that despite how bad they were playing at, at certain points in the season, you know, you did see some surprises. So, I would say that what he's done so far hasn't been awful or bad. There's just a lot. Like, I think the biggest thing for a lot of fans is just, like, there's no transparency from the front office and ownership, and that's what leaves us us all thinking, like, they just want to take our money, blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. To me, Jed Hoyer, it goes back to you just didn't do enough in the offseason. I still think that this team would have been at least around 500 if they made one more or one or two more free agent signings. They didn't have to be major ones, but like one or two more free agent signings to bolster the offense and to give depth into the the starting rotation. Mm -hmm. And they just didn't do it. And we saw what happened. And especially after Adbert and Miley started the season on the shelf. Like that. that's what happens when you don't do enough. And they had the money to do it and it is what it is. Now, also... Saya being out six weeks, I think I can give Jed a little bit of a pass there too because it's not like it's his fault that your best arguably your best offensive player outside of Contreras and Hap, you know, got hurt. You know what I mean? Like I again, I to don't your
0: throp to your your second, third, and fourth best pitcher, you could argue. Yeah. Are all hurt. Right. Going and, into the season. Right.
1: I again I just I, I don't I'm not taking away all of the flack, there's still some there, yeah. and as there's still a lot of season left. If the, I think someone said in the comments, you know, if they don't win 75 games, like I don't take anything away or whatever, and I'm con- that's kind of where I'm at because I still think that this team is way better than what the record shows, and they've been playing like it.
0: I'm I'm totally torn on it. Bears fan, man, is like no soup for you. No, s- <laughs> I'm giving them I'm mm-hmm. giving them no slack. Yeah, They're, I don't give them any credit. Um, other Tom is saying, I do give him credit. I see both sides of it. I, I also see this current stretch, and again, it's a small sample size. It's been fun to watch, 9 of 14, four straight series. But don't forget, there was 10 straight losses back there too. And don't forget what happened last season. You know, they were good up until they weren't. Right. And then they weren't. And they weren't good at all. They were bad, horrific right. oh, yeah. after that stretch. So... I don't want to give too much credit. I'm just saying it, it. It has the last two wins have caused me to just pause for a second and think back. Am I being fair? I don't know. Th- I don't know the answer to that yet. No. I st- I still skew towards they. They were counting on way too many maybes, for way sure. too many maybes to, to confidently say we can be competitive. And that's not anything against the guys that are playing well right now, it's just, you can't go into a season with that many question marks and tell everybody you're going to be competitive. Right now you might be, and, and they still might be, but yeah, Jack, somebody else said they're a fun team to watch. I agree. Yeah.
1: Because they play hard and not like you can see that they're trying, you know? And when you, even in the losses they've had recently, they've been losses that like, even <laughs> they're losses that have made me angry. And in a way that's dumb because this team is, what, 15 under 500 or whatever. And then it's also good because, like, I care. And when they're going through that 10-game losing streak, it got to a point where I stopped caring and that I was just self-loathing all the time. So I'd rather be mad and angry about this team than than not. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's, that's – uh, I'm also not every single fan. There's a lot of fans who probably at this point don't care if it's a win or loss. They just want to see certain guys perform. And if they play well, you, you get an idea of what the future looks like. And that's fine. Honestly, I should probably look at it that way, but I just, my life is always better when the Cubs win that day. So that's just, again, that's me.
0: Matthew wants to see it happen against the Dodgers before he's, Able to say good things about Jed Hoyer and what's going on. Well,
1: yeah. When the Cubs played the Dodgers last time, they got Ooh. they got it was bad.
0: They they were the Yankees and Dodgers showed the Cubs what real baseball looks like.
1: Yeah. Now the rosters were definitely a lot different when they played those two teams, uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. How, you know, the Cubs' rotations set up a little bit better now as they go against the Dodgers. And Corey and Brendan's going to talk to you guys a little bit about that probably on the on their podcast. It'll come, out tom- it'll
0: come out uh, tomorrow morning, I yeah, believe. Yeah, tomorrow morning, yeah. Uh, Had the pitch doctor breaking down. By the way, Kyle Hendricks, 15-day injured list, obviously uh, trade value down. Yeah. If, if there was going to be. So maybe maybe Cubs fans, for the first time ever, some, I'm not saying all of them. I know there's people that want him traded. Is it possible for the first time ever there are some Cubs fans who are eh, okay with a little trip to the injured list? Yeah. because uh, it could strategically end up meaning the Cubs keep Kyle Hendricks. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Because why trade him if you're not getting back what you want to get back?
1: Right, you're hoping that you can at least get a top 30 or top 40 prospect in a team system for a guy like yeah, Kyle, you're not gonna, Kyle Hendricks. There's no
0: sense in trading him if you're getting back garbage.
1: Right, right. If you're
0: getting back just – Especially with one
1: more year of control. If you're
0: getting back total long shots, it's not worth it. Right. If you're getting back a guy – some guys that are in Double A that look pretty good. Different story. Exactly.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm, you know, I'm assuming he'll be back after, like, right after the All Star break, so he'll be able to get in one or two more starts, prove that he's healthy, and then we'll see what happens.
0: But he didn't yeah. sound worried about it, according to Ryan. Yeah. Who hopefully will be joining us um, here in the next 15 here in the next couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anderson Espinoza, brought up from Double A. That's a guy you. We're saying last night.
1: Last night, yeah. Yeah, he was the return for Jake Marisnik. And he's already been called up once. He there was I can't remember who the Cubs played, but they called him up because so many arms were hurt earlier in the year. And uh he came out and I think he pitched four or five innings uh in relief and you know only gave up three runs, something like that in his like major league debut. Um yeah, there there's there's some value in that guy, and he's a guy that I honestly would not be surprised if he's on the roster after the deadline. So uh, looking forward to see what he does in his second stint with the Cubs this time. Um, coming up from A again, came in the Jake Marisnik trade.
0: We'll see how it pans out. Tom says he was part of the combined no-hitter uh, yes. last week.
1: Yes, yes.
0: But again, is a guy at you know, 24 at AA, um, and as you said, came over from Marisnik. That's an example for me, and and this isn't evaluating Espinosa at all. I'm just saying, like, you're looking for more than that when you if you're trading Kyle Hendricks. Yeah, yeah, you're you're, 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 not, you're
1: hoping, yes. you're hoping honestly for Kyle Hendricks, despite his inconsistencies. You're you're hoping that you can get maybe three men one of and then one of those pieces of the three are are a solid a, a top thirty prospect, and then you know a few throw-ins or something. I, I, who knows? I. I my my interpretation of Kyle Hendricks' value is might not be the same as some people. Like some people think that you're not going to get anything for him, so why trade him? And, then and some I've people heard might... people,
0: some people that I totally trust, say like, "Yeah, there's a market for Kyle yeah. Hendricks
1: because he has playoff experience. Mm-hmm. He's shown that he still has it. He's inconsistent, but he's shown he still has it. You put that guy in a certain ballpark, like I don't know San Diego, where he's pitched very well." You know he pitched very well for the Cubs in San Diego this year. Like maybe I don't know. I don't. I don't think the Padres need a starting pitcher right now. But like who knows? Like a team that has a big ballpark yeah. can really benefit from a guy like Kyle Hendricks.
0: Uh, we're gonna grab uh, Ryan Herrera here in one second. But I see Paul, our Sox fan troller, has joined in to say Herb is your daddy, Cody. Uh, just in He's time more like for the uncle. Sox. Just for just in time for the Sox to be swept by the Twins. So you might want to head to that podcast.
1: Did
0: they, I think they won. Did the, oh, yeah. Sox won. Oh, congratulations!
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: but I would a, like it to. It I, a, I, I didn't like, even I like, hear like any cheering. Gonna, they're not even cheering out there. Yeah, I like to think they're that resigned Herb, to the fact that Tony's going to screw it up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, again, I like to think that Herb is more of like my my favorite uncle. Yeah. You
0: know? your fun uncle. Yeah. Agreed. All right, Ryan. Uh, what'd What's you up? think out there? Who, for you, who was the? Let's let's get right to it. You know, who you got? Let's let's not mess around. Let's get to the fun stuff. Let's go right to the beginning here.
1: He's going to make he's going to make us suffer through this right. And
0: oh uh gosh. clearly I've got a W today.
2: Well, here's the thing. I picked someone I knew wasn't going to win, so I, you did not have to go through this whole you're disqualified. You're in you're in Milwaukee. You can't gamble up there. Like I was just <laughs> like, "You know what? I you know, Nico might have an off day today, so I'll just uh I'll just I'll just pick someone that's gonna have an off day so that Luke can have his W and well that was big of
0: you anything. that was big of you then
2: you're welcome <laughs> I will take you're
0: it welcome. Ortega Star
2: yeah oh for everyone who didn't
1: know in the chat uh, Luke took Ortega I took Ian Hap and then Ryan took
0: Horner uh, it was Ian- a fun who you got because it was one two three in the order yeah so for any time they would come up it was like if your guy doesn't get a hit then the next guy can steal the opportunity with somebody on base. So that part of it was fun. The part of it that wasn't fun was having to wait <laughs> six more guys for somebody yeah. to come up with some sort of interest in it.
2: Right, right.
0: For most of the game.
2: All right, so well, standings. Were we, like for, we were 0 for 9 going like the first three times through the order.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, the first thing. inning
0: was horrific.
1: Yeah, none of them got a hit off Burns.
0: Uh, so We had no. two outs and four pitches to start the game.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so brutal. the standings now... I have 12. Ryan and Luke are tied at
0: 9. Well, here we're back in it. Back don't in it. Don't
2: reel them back in.
0: Back <laughs> <It's
2: a lot laughs> in of, it. A lot of season left in this one. We're only halfway through the season. There's a lot of games to go. <laughs> These numbers yeah, don't make perfectly.
0: Sense. Hey, Cubs on pace to get 63. <laughs> yeah,
1: 63. Magic race number. 63, baby. I'd rather lose no, wasn't 99 it? than a 100.
2: It was actually it was 66. It was 66 yesterday. Yeah, I'm saying that they would oh, right okay. now.
0: They're they're ahead of pace for 63.
2: All right. Oh, oh yeah. Wait, Let's what? Keep it going. We're well, right I mean, at the halfway
0: point, successful.
2: aren't we? Yeah. Today's the halfway, halfway point yeah, of the yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. Yesterday. Yesterday. Yesterday was, was. Yeah. Yeah. So they were at 66. Yeah. They were they were on pace with that 66 and 90. A
0: little bit like lower than what we all predicted preseason, but we'll get to that at the All Star break.
2: Yeah.
0: Still a little bit below what we talked about. That's okay. Yep. Uh, on the other hand, um, while I was impressed with Ortega, obviously my guy coming up with a big hit, Morel coming up with a big hit. Yep. Um, if you had to go in the locker room and give out the championship belt to somebody, it's got to go to Sampson, right? Yeah, I think so. Or Higgins. Or Higgins. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Ryan?
2: I think Sampson. I think you know Higgins obviously had the big hit. Uh, well, I mean he got. I mean he. That big hit, like, he kind of felt like he was due after Hira robbed him and, like, literally ran to the wall and robbed him of what should have been a, a, a game-tying double. Um, so I felt like he was due for that one. But Samson, I mean, five and two-thirds, didn't have exactly the swing and misstep that he had in the last two times out. But, you know, outside of that one, outside of Kesson-Hira's home run, that I had to I had to tweet out the Kesson-Hira game after that because I said I would if he had a home run there. Um, but, Ratio. Outside, outside of the, actually didn't get ratioed though. It was a good try, but I, I didn't think I got any interaction on that. But anyway, no. The uh, outside of that home run, Samson just—I mean, he he was good today. Just you know, limited hard contact. Just didn't really run into much trouble throughout the game. And and for a while there was kind of going toe to toe with Corbin Burns, which you know, reigning NL Cy Young. If you can do that for five plus innings, you you know you had a good day. So uh, I think. PJ's probably like a close second, but if you, had to, if you had to give a championship belt to someone in the locker room, like Adrian Sampson stepped up big time today and um, was obviously really key in, you know, giving getting this team another, four, a fourth straight series win. Like that's, who would have thought? Not me. No, Paul, me either. The Paul Rudd meme. Not... The Paul Rudd meme. Who would have thought? Not me.
0: Nine of 14, unbelievable. Um, I will say... As exciting as it was for the Cubs to get the big hits and some and some great plays, that I will give credit, the Hura catch was pretty unbelievable. Face planting, that's the one in the natural where the guy dies.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. He just goes
0: straight into the wall, brick wall. He's lucky it wasn't Wrigley because that mm-hmm. was I there haven't been too many recently that I can think of in baseball where a guy's going full sprint the other way. And I think he's sort of lucky that. That fence looked like it was kind of almost bent a little bit, right? Like yeah. the chain link kind of curved back to soften it a little bit. Yeah. It was a nice catch.
1: Yeah, I hope his face Holy hurts God. the rest of the day. But, you know, <laughs> whatever. I don't know what it is about Keston Hura. He just annoys me. He annoys me. But, yeah, great catch. Credit where credit is due. I'm not I'm not the worst fan in the world.
0: Um, Who was, anyway. who was good sound from after the game, Ryan? Who was, who was the hot
2: talk? Um, you know, PJ, and I actually tweeted out the video of PJ, but PJ kind of talked about, you know, taking advantage of, of the opportunities that he's given. He knows that he's, you know, not the starting catcher. You know, Wilson's in there. Then a lot of times John is in there. So PJ doesn't get all the playing time in the world. And kind of the, the funny thing is we kind of compare it to, to David Ross. You know, David Ross, that 2016 season is the third catcher, really. He's, you know, he's catching John Lester mainly maybe getting in there every once in a while, but it was really, you know, Contreras and Montero taking it over. And, and that's kind of the, the spot that PJ's in now. Um, but just, you know, he's taking advantage of, of those things. And he's, he, that's what he talks about. It's like, you know, he learned a lot of things from David Ross, you know, even when they first met, uh, you know, the first time they met spring training a little while back. But um, obviously now that he's been up, he's been up since, you know, end of May. So getting to interact with David Ross more often, you um, and just going through that and, and, again, just taking advantage of opportunities. You see him come up big there in the ninth inning. Um, that's just, you know, P.J. Higgins has been really you know, surprisingly good. Like I don't know if we expect him to be this good kind of coming up. Um, you know, 148 WRC plus, two behind Contreras, obviously a smaller sample size, a much smaller sample size. But um, <laughs> he's been really good. He's been really good at the plate, like really surprisingly good. You know, strikeout rate is below 20 right now. Um, and hitting just below 300, like he's he's putting up good numbers, and you know I kind of see it. On, I kind of see. I think the chat was talking about like PJ Higgins kind of pushing Jan out of out for number one, you know, catcher. Um, if Wilson gets traded, I don't know that that's true, but I know that he's earning himself more opportunities to kind of show what he's done. Because again, you, you look at Chris Morrell, you look at all these guys that came up. And have done good things and are earning that spot. Like I think PJ Higgins is himself earning a lot more, a lot more chances and a lot more trust from from Rossy to kind of you know put the bat in his hand and see what he could do.
0: I do look forward to the days when the Cubs are actually good and competitive, and we can all ride up with Ryan, get a group of uh, Stuckies together, oh, yes. and, we, and we all go. You know, out there we we stop, we gotta go to Cops Custard, get a little custard before the game, Ooh. then maybe we tailgate some Johnsonville brats or or our uh, Green Ridge Farms. Oh, yeah. You know, have a little tailgate up there. We can't tailgate
1: at Wrigley. Honestly, I mean, we did the tailgate on the south side, but, like, I'm not against, like, doing a road trip to Milwaukee later this season and, like, tailgating at Cubs Brewers. Even after the deadline, I wouldn't be against it. Just saying. Jake, if you're listening.
0: Beautiful September fall weather. Actually, yeah. I think the fall's become our nicest season. Yeah, I know. I love the fall. You know, you don't get this, like, suit. you don't go from – cold spring to muggy middle of the summer so yeah mm. I'm, not, I'm not totally against that yeah not uh ryan what are you bringing back for us like yeah. is there anything you can like you bring is us it some spotted cow is that yeah. what you want
1: oh, i got moon Maybe. man at my apartment mm. i keep forgetting to bring it mm. uh moon man. so if you want to go make a stop at your local woodman's and bring back some uh <laughs> you know another flavor swing two Woodmans is two woodman or two women's is pretty good
2: that's you know, oh, so what God. I'm hearing is you're br- you're bringing the Moon Man and I'm bringing the Spotted Cows for the office, sure. is what I'm hearing. Sure, yes. All right. I'm All thinking,
0: right, I, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I am thinking about bringing an ice cream social tomorrow. Perhaps. Not even going to Cone, just potentially bringing in for everybody a little ice cream social. You know, because we're going to be here nah, late. I mean, it's gonna be late. It's going to be late. We got the Dodgers.
1: Yeah. I'm going to yeah, be sitting in the office, oil. and Rafael Ortega is going to smash a double out at Dodger Stadium, and I'm going to be tweeting Rafael Ortega trade value. Everyone's going to be sleeping. They'll wake up to it and be like, oh, Rafael Ortega had a great night.
0: Uh, Niren mm-hmm. says September weeknight game in the bleachers is like 10 bucks, <laughs> Especially for we'll, like, what like the it. roster will be in September, yeah.
1: probably chgo ice cream podcast from katie she tweets or she
0: Another she one. says
1: that in the chat all the time yeah <laughs> every
0: time we mention it who's not a fan of ice cream yeah i also love that they even have the lactose intolerant you know for people that are lactose intolerant there's stuff out there yeah well, that's not me though gelato not okay. uh, me neither i'm going for it <laughs> uh
1: i also love how everyone keeps calling luke steve in the chat like this, it hasn't died yet
0: no <laughs> niren's in yeah and apparently steve took rivas well, Steve did take <laughs> Rivas, and he was considering taking Sampson early on, but he gave me a call. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Mark Leiter Jr. in the opener against the Dodgers?
1: Well, you know, his last appearance against, what was it, the Red Sox, right, on solid, Saturday? Solid very coming solid. in that game out of right. no
0: preparation.
1: Yeah, and he's been he's actually been very good as a middle relief, like, innings eater guy. They've used him more in instances where, you know – The Cubs have been down a hefty amount and, you know, he just came in and ate some innings, but he did, you know, he came in against a really good Red Sox lineup and pitched well. Uh, I don't really know what to expect. I'm just hoping he, I can't, I can't say that I'm expecting what Samson gave today, but I'm hoping for five innings of three runs or less. That's, that's, for someone like him, that's what I'm hoping for. I don't know what, if he'll be able to do that, but that is what I'm hoping for.
0: Is that your points bet pick of the week, or do you have something else maybe from the series or somewhere else that would be your points bet pick of the week if we were trying to pull something out of a hat, and you're like, all right, I, I like.
1: I bet something on Seiya, if anything, after the series he had this week, this week. I mean,
0: you. we said Samson you couldn't ask anymore. What more could you ask for from saya in his first three games yeah. back? Then and today, even though he didn't start, like, Worked to walk in right. a big moment. And, yeah. Ryan, that was no big deal, obviously, that he didn't – that was part of the plan of kind of easing him back in, I guess, or is that what they said before the game?
2: Yeah, say uh, it was kind of just like a pre-planned off day. You know, he just was out for a month and, like, change. Um, that uh, Rossi just said it's a day off, you know, trying to bring him back – you know, bring him back slow, not even slowly along, just, you know, keep his legs under him. Um, give him the day off. You saw that he was available off the bench um, and hit right there at the end of the game. Um, I saw someone, you know, talk about why say I didn't, just didn't go to right field and uh, you know whatever it is. Uh, someone says something about Simmons would be able to have caught that ball, but I'm like, you know, say uh, <laughs> the whole the whole plan was supposed to well, it was just to keep him the, you know, to give him the day off and not put him out in the field. You know, keep him off his legs. You give him, you give him the one plate appearance, but that's, I think, as far as uh, David Ross wanted to go with him today, just let him get the day. Um, I, I fully expect him to be back in back in right field and back in the lineup tomorrow against the Dodgers. So, um, yeah, just just the day, just just uh, you know, making sure he comes back and stays healthy and stays fresh, uh, kind of right here before the All Star break.
1: Uh, Ryan Jack, our our faithful listener, he's always in the chat. He asks. Boys. He says, "Steve and Cody, can you ask Ryan if you he heard anything on why Williams didn't pitch for the Brewers today? <laughs> must be on his fantasy team. <laughs> yeah, must be on his fantasy team. I'm not. I'm. I don't care why Williams didn't pitch today. But do you know why, Ryan? For Jack R. Uh,
2: I haven't seen or heard anything. Uh, I mean, I did kind of like I saw Boxberger come in, and I thought maybe that was just because it was a tie game at that point. Was it a tie game at that point? No, it was zero. It, it was one to zero. Time. Whenever Boxberger zero. Came in. Okay, so, yeah, that would have been, uh, that's why I was like uh, this probably would have been a spot for Devin Williams to come in. Um, off the top of my head, I don't know how many pitches he threw on, uh, was that, Friday, um, so that maybe he needed an extra day. I, I don't know. You for mean sure. Monday. I, I
0: yeah.
2: it. What, what day is it today? Is it not Sunday? Wednesday. Today? Today's Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, my God, what's going on? And okay, you're, in yeah, uh, you're in
0: Wisconsin. You're in Wisconsin,
1: right? You're in Wisconsin, yeah. I'm sorry that you're there, by the way.
2: And the the – the days are just flying away. I just assume it's a, I just assume it's a day game at the end of a series. We're probably at, it's probably a Sunday right now. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Here we go. So uh, Adam McCalvey, uh over at MLB.com, said uh, Devin Williams is unavailable today because of his recent workload, according to Craig Council. All right, there it is. Um, uh, so yeah, so workload management. Any, any other so Cubs injury
0: right. updates that we should know about before we wrap this up?
2: Yeah, so uh was it Madrigal and um, – let me see, I tweeted it out earlier, but I think it was Madrigal and Norris are both set to begin rehab assignments uh, tomorrow, I want to say it was. Um, yeah, going out rehab, AAA Iowa tomorrow. Um, Frank Schwindel took some grounders today. He's going to head out for his rehab on Friday. Um, Contreras is kind of day-to-day getting treatment. Um, and as we know, you know, Kyle Hendricks, 15 day IL today, right shoulder strain. Um, I think Ross kind of said, you know, with the, you know, kind of, kind of getting right in here to the last stretch before the all-star break, um, maybe just get, let Kyle really rest that shoulder that he already kind of had, you know, two weeks off because of it last month, you know, give him the 15 days, let him rest it, let him work his way back. And that, I think, um, maybe like a. I'm trying to remember the days of the all-star break, but it may be like the first game or second game back from that break is when Kyle would be able to come back from, would be eligible to come off the IL. So it kind of looks like it was just kind of one of those, you know, get him, get him through, get the all-star break healthy, or, uh, you know, let him recover that point. And then, you know, last third of the the month he's, he's good to go. And hopefully that could last him the rest of the season.
0: All right, man, we'll see you uh, tomorrow night, 830 pregame show. Woo. Can't wait, Stuck. You get to followed by the ice cream social. <laughs> you get to hang out with me for like a full evening. How excited Ryan's, are you? Ryan's coming in. We're all going to be here. Oh man, it's late it's night. Fun. We're all bringing our sleeping bags <laughs> and just going to sleep on the floor over here. And hopefully the AC will be working a little bit Please. better because right now I got the swamp back thing oh, going yeah. over here. Oh man, uh, yeah, it's glass cube. Let me tell it's you. Brutal. Can
1: I? Can I? T- can I have one uh, stat or tell you one stat Hit before uh, we get out of here? And I wish we would have seen this last night. Because this was tweeted last night, okay? I believe at least so, yeah, today's the sixth. Uh, but this comes from Sarah Langs. Uh, she works uh, she works for MLB.com. Um, yes. but she tweeted players in the 90th percentile or higher in both barrel rate and sprint speed entering today. Mike Trout, Julio Rodriguez, Say. Ya. Jazz Chisholm Jr., Byron Buxton, Christopher Morrell whoa so uh dude's here to stay dude's gonna he's he's to me i know a lot of people still aren't bought in but i think he's gonna be a stud man i don't know if that means all-star but i think he's gonna be very good on a good team so
0: there you have some have
1: some hope there is hope guys there's hope. a light. Is there a light
0: at the end of the tunnel? Is there
1: hope for the Blackhawks right now? I don't know because I'm not a hockey guy, but I will say that I think there's some hope here with the Cubs. Saying there's a <laughs> chance. Cubs it's win 2-1. We to one. Uh, we
2: were, Yeah? I was going to say, we were talking about that stat earlier, the one that Sarah Lang, her tweet, um, we were talking about that earlier, and there's one particular writer who does not like the advanced stats and who hated that stat specifically. Gordon. I won't say a name, but I won't say the name, but I'm sure you could figure out who it is. But it's just kind of funny to, it's kind of funny to poke to poke uh, this particular rider with those kind of things.
0: Was it a press box wag? <laughs>
2: it, may, it may have been. It may yeah, have been. Uh, somewhere it up there, press been. box
0: wag. Uh, <laughs> Cubs win two to one. They've won nine of fourteen. Their fourth straight series win. Here come the Dodgers. Pre-game eight thirty. We'll be here for the post-game show tomorrow, and uh, don't forget that. Corey and Brendan will have a podcast ready for you first thing in the morning uh, tomorrow. Yeah, recapping this entire series. Recapping the whole series. They'll have
1: more analytics on all the stuff. I just came on here and told you how the bad the bre- bre-
0: Yeah, I just came on here and told you how overrated the Brewers are. I'm expecting a Samson <laughs> breakdown. Yeah. That's what I'm predicting. Exactly. Oh, definitely. Uh, thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast presented by PointsBet. We will see you back here. Cubs and Dodgers on Thursday night.